Hello? Welcome back to The Bell Effect. On this episode, we continue our conversation with Edward Stone as he looks back on the 2008 financial crisis and how it affected retirements all across the country. Everybody thought that companies like AIG uh, and even Madoff Securities, everything was good, everything was solid. And then the bubble burst. How did this affect retirees at the time? And is it still affecting, do we still see effects from the you know, so-called Great Recession? Right. Well, that's a very interesting question. So the, the way, first of all, insurance companies essentially promoted themselves as having survived the financial crisis unscathed and claimed they were better, uh, in better shape than the banks and better able to take on more and more of this risk because they didn't have immediate disruptions. But what a lot of people don't understand about insurance companies is that they don't mark their, their uh, assets to market when they hold them to maturity, right? So when an insurance company issues an annuity contract, it tries to take in more in premium than it has to pay out on its liability. And the excess is profit. And if they make money, everybody's happy. If they lose money, there's a problem, but that problem can be kicked down the road because as long as they can make the payments that are due today, nobody really knows about it. The other benefit that the insurance industry has that is hidden is that they continue to take in premium with new business. That enables them to say, okay, look how good we're doing. We took in a billion dollars in premium in 2020. They don't really focus on what their liabilities are 10 years out, 20 years out, 30 years out. And I am personally terrified that because of how much risk they've taken on, that they're kicking the can down the road and at one at some point they won't be able to make good on the liabilities and then it'll be too late. And that's why we're fighting so hard to change the law at the state level. So, and we could talk about that. That's gonna be an episode that we dedicate to what people can be doing on the ground. But uh, one thing that I thought was pretty interesting that you and I had spoken about was another risk that retirees face, and you call it the contagion. Can you go a little bit into that? Sure, sure. So, you know, one of the things that um, is really important in the pension de-risking or the pension stripping context is the fact that so few insurance companies manage so much risk. and that so many insurance companies and big industrial companies have relationships that are intertwined to a degree that we've never seen before. So for example, one insurance company purchases reinsurance from another insurance company. It's a way of offloading or transferring risk. So that enables them to free up capital, to do more business, but nobody really knows what happens when the buck stops and the concern that I have is that with these pension liabilities and with the risk that's being taken on, it all involves the same cohort. And by that, I mean people similarly situated. They're all retirees in pay status, for the most part around 60 years of age or older. And this happens to be one of the healthiest segments of, of that, that we've ever seen, touching on the depth of the baby boomers. And these folks, you know, they should be commended, but they're living very, very, very long lifetimes. And what that means is 
more and more money is going to need to be made available in later years. And when you add to that the fact that we have lived through since the financial crisis an unprecedented interest rate environment that has been virtually flat and at times negative, the ability of insurance companies to invest and earn enough to pay out their known liabilities is very much uncertain. And that's you need to underscore that because these are now companies that are holding literally people's retirement securities in their in the palm of their hands. Right, and the rules of the game have been rigged so that there's less and less money being forced into paying premium into defined benefit plans and into annuities. Everybody's just saying, oh, just trust me, it'll all work out in the end. Didn't work out so well for Lehman Brothers didn't look out, work out so well for AIG, didn't work out so well for Bear Stearns, and these companies were American icons. They were rocks, pillars of American industry, and they're no longer around. Not paying attention to this now, in my humble opinion, is a huge mistake. So, you, and you alluded to, like you said, some pretty iconic American companies. Do you remember, just looking back personally, when some of these companies announced that they were literally going bankrupt and going to cease operations some the same day. You know, what was your reaction? Did, did you think that it was just going to start a cascade of retirement security problems for people who have already retired and for future generations of retirees? Well, you know, to be honest, and I was very active in, in, in kind of, I worked at the time for, for a hedge fund that had a lot of exposure to the financial crisis. And I watched people who sat by their monitors every day. That wasn't my job, but I had the pleasure of sitting there watching what people called a falling knife. People trying to sell to raise money into a marketplace where nobody was buying and everybody was selling. And it was terrifying. At the time, I wasn't thinking about pension risk. I was just thinking about what's happening to these iconic names, what's happening to our banking system. Are we going to make it? And I was very focused on whether or not you know, the Federal Reserve and, and, and the folks that had come together to try and create a solution would be able to do so because nobody ever thought that Lehman Brothers would go under. That was a hundred-year-old company. They were rated as high as you can be rated for a corporate company. They issued bonds to mom and pop all across the country. Everybody had Lehman Brothers bonds in their portfolio. And all of a sudden, they were gone. And then, you know, so the fear that I had at the time was that they would all unravel. And, and fortunately, uh, it didn't happen that way, although many of those companies were, were, were annihilated and, and folks lost a fortune. And the big concern I have is that we repeat the same mistakes with over-concentration in insurance annuities. Uh, there's a huge lack of transparency and accountability. The failure to disclose is a problem. This is what led to the financial crisis. When people put together these complex financial instruments that were really mortgage-backed securities on top of mortgage-backed securities on top of mortgage-backed securities, they packaged together stuff and they said it's all good now because we've got a lot piled on top right. of each other. But it was all the same fundamental risk and nobody was watching the underwriting. Nobody was watching what would happen if these things unraveled. And we learned the hard way that contagion spreads. So, and on our, on our third and final installment of this you know, kind of de-risking series that we're doing, we'll talk about what people can do uh, in their home states. 